Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is December 19th, 2019, and we are just a few days away from Christmas and a few days away from the new year 2020. Happy holidays and happy new year to you and your family. So, for the month of December, I will be creating podcasts for those of you who are single and desire to be married. This podcast or these podcasts for the month of December is to prepare you for marriage. So if you hadn't listened to my previous podcast, if this is your first time listening, I want you to go back and listen to the last two or three podcasts so that you can catch up and keep up. So one of the things that I mentioned in my last podcast is that I was going to do a podcast um, about finances. And um, I think I'm going to make that my next podcast In the event that I don't, um, I'm going as I feel led to go uh, spiritually concerning these podcasts. So for the last couple of days, I've been talking to men and women who are single just to get an idea of how the dating scene is going today. As some of us mature people know, Things are completely different (laughs) today than it was five years ago or ten years ago or even in the 80s. Things are very, very different with uh, technology and social media being the way that it is. There has been an increase in mental health conditions that have gone unaddressed and it is still frowned upon for people to go and seek professional help. Now, I want to tell you, do not be ashamed or confounded. If you have depression, some anxiety, some paranoia, you know that something is not right, do use your insurance and go get some professional help. Um, so, excuse me. I'm drinking water. Also, I want to tell you, um, if you do know that something is wrong and you are too ashamed to get professional help, I want you to recognize that when you are having a manic episode, you can lash out on people who uh, did not deserve it and you can put people through things that you don't intentionally mean to put them through. The problem with that is that you push people away. People will cut their hearts off to you and you'll never even know. No one's going to say, hey, I'll still have sex with you, but you know, I really don't even like you. I will really never even marry you. The moment I find someone else that's better for me, you're gone. Nobody's going to say anything like that. So you just want to be mindful of yourself, your actions, your behavior, 
your mannerisms, and figure out um, when to keep to yourself and when to express yourself. Not everyone is privy to have um, certain information about you because as human nature should have it, when you're dealing with immature people uh, and you get into a disagreement or an argument, people have a tendency of taking what you have confided in them about and using it to hit below the belt and cause you more traumatic experiences in your life. So you can't tell everyone everything. There are some things that you really should keep to yourself. But at the same time, you have to have balance. You have to recognize balance and tell people what they need to know. So if you lash out at someone who wasn't the cause of your problem, whether you have a mental health condition or not, you need to be mature enough to go to the person and apologize. That means if you're prideful, you have to swallow your pride. If you value the person that you have uh, insulted, you need to be an adult and extend an apology or at least acknowledge what you did and explain why you did what you did. Anything less than that, the person will, <clears throat> excuse me, without a shadow of a doubt, leave your life and they will never return. So, this particular podcast is about immaturity, immaturity, immature adults. I have come to learn that just because a person is old, that don't mean that they have wisdom. Just because a person is an elderly person, that does not mean that they have wisdom. Not all adults are emotionally and verbally mature adults. Just because a person is a parent, that does not make them an adult. Just because a person has their own place to live, that does not make them an adult. Just because a person maintains a job, that does not make them an adult. Just because a person graduated college, that does not make them an adult. I remember when I was in college in 2014, and I sat in um, a class. I think it was, it was either microeconomics or macroeconomics. Either way. There were some students in the class who were older than I am, and they were very childish. And I remember turning to a classmate of mine and I said, huh, I would have thought that once a person made it to this part uh, in life, you know, that they would be a bit mature. And she said to me, no, that's not true. <laughs> and I saw that. I even crossed some professors that were still childish. And that was the most baffling thing to me. People master how to drop their pants. People master how to drop their pants, but they have not mastered fine self.
That's a quote right there. People have mastered dropping their pants, but they have not mastered fine self. I've met a woman who was over 70 years old and she was childish. That was shocking. I met a man who was in his mid-50s and he was childish and that was shocking. I crossed some people whom, you know, I knew uh, in my early 20s and we're in the same age bracket and I hadn't seen them in years, 10, 15 years, something like that. And in conversating with them, I saw that I was more mature, more developed than they were. And that in itself had surprised me. And with this particular person, it surprised me because when we first met, I was able to discern that this person was more developed than I was. And so I always had it in my mind that it would continue to be that way. And I learned that it's not true. I also noticed that you are responsible for the impression that you give people about yourself. So if you hadn't seen someone in five years, Whatever it is that they remember about you from five years ago, they will still think that you are still the same person, even though it's five years later. In some instances, that's true. And in other instances, it is not true. The moral is, you are responsible. You are responsible for the impression that you give people about you. Here are a few things that I've discovered um, in talking to single people uh, who are, are dating, they're actively dating. I have like a lot to say. <laughs> so I'll just try to sort it all out. Okay, so one of the things that I've recognized in talking to singles who are dating is their lack of maturity. They are still underdeveloped. Even though these people are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, they are still underdeveloped. There's a verse in the Bible that says, When I was a babe, I would talk like a babe. I would think like a babe. I would do things like a babe. And I drank milk instead of the meat of the word. I'm completely paraphrasing, but you can Google it. Google is your friend and YouTube is your bae. You can Google that Bible verse that says, when I was a babe and you'll get it. So anyhow, some of the things that I do when I, I talk to people is I observe them. I listen to what's being said and I hear what's not being said because out of the heart comes the behavior of truth. And so I... I had gotten used to human behavior and I, I studied a little bit of psychology when I was in college and learned about the human behavior. And so when people talk, I can hear if they're humble, I can hear if they are poor, I can hear if they are ghetto, I can hear 
if they're hurt, I can hear. Um, some people, their hurt comes out as anger, and they're not really angry. They're, they're heartbroken. They're hurt. Some people, when they talk, I can hear whether they are mature, whether they are immature, whether they are educated, whether they went to college or they are self-taught. Education is education in my, my mind. And so in talking to all these people, all these singles, the one thing that I saw, again, is that everyone was childish. Everyone wants to be in a relationship. Everyone wants to be married. Everyone wants the intimacy of human interaction. But very few have done their work and prepared themselves to be able to handle being in a relationship or even to handle being married. There's still some adults who are very, very bad with their finances. You have to be a good steward over a little before God will bless you with much. I was talking to this um, woman, and I don't mean to uh, use race as an example, but I do want to use it as an example. So I was talking to a woman who is Caucasian, and typically uh, the way that the world or media puts it out is that uh, Caucasian people are wealthy and black people are not, which is not true. So anyhow, I was talking to this Caucasian woman, and she was telling me about the amount of debt, financial debt, that she was in. And I was blown away at how many different sources of, of institutions that she had owed money to. The bank, the credit cards, family members, car, all sorts of things. I was like blown away. She's like six figures in the red. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, how on a planet that this happened. And if you look at how the media puts it out concerning black people is, you know, black people are the ones who have all of this credit card debt and student loan debt and, you know, owe rent money and, you know, all sorts of things. And that's not particularly true. And I can use myself as an example for this and say, <clears throat> excuse me, I lived in the same place for 15 years and I do not owe any money. I do not have any credit card debt. My credit score is almost at an 800. I can go on and on. And I am African American. So you can't really look at... Uh, um, media or social media uh, as a way to determine who's wealthy and who's not. I've seen a lot of black people um, becoming entrepreneurs, becoming financially stable, getting out of whatever debt that they have and creating generational wealth for themselves. They're leaving legacies for their children and grandchildren. They're breaking generational pathologies. The box that 
African-American people have been put in it has been broken. So I said all of that to say, regardless of what your nationality is, you need to be a good steward over your finances. Even if you have a little, you don't need to waste money. You need to uh, save money. Even if you have a dollar, five dollars, some change, whatever it is, you need to begin to save money. And you want to save money for, let's say you want to travel for the weekend. You want to go to Seattle. You should be able to have the money to travel to Seattle. Maybe um, you saw a watch and you, you want this watch. You want to treat yourself, whatever it is. You just want to save money because when you get married the two incomes <clears throat> excuse me become one household income and you want to have money in case of an emergency I know a woman who is married and the both of them have a job and the wife turns to family members and friends to Pay for things, basic things like shelter and groceries, clothing for the children. And I, I'm saying to myself, well, the two of you have jobs. Why are you turning to anyone, you know, for anything? The two of you should be able to pull your money together and do what it is that you need to do. And so money is an issue in her marriage which is typical for the average marriage here in the United States. When money is short, there's a problem. If the man does not work, there's a problem. So you always want to save money because you never know what may come up or what life may throw you away. And you need to be able to take care of it. You shouldn't have to go to anyone outside of your marriage to take care of basic things. And so this is why I want to create a podcast to um, talk about finances, how to increase your credit score, so forth and so on. Even affirmations um, that you can say, because words give life. And when we speak words into the atmosphere, they will manifest. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But eventually, the words that are spoken into the atmosphere will manifest. So, anyhow, back to what I was originally saying. So there's there's a lot of immature people who want to be in a relationship and they want to be married and they are not prepared for either of the two. So I want to bring you to a place of emotional, mental, financial, and spiritual maturity. You need to stand out from the crowd. There's a select few people that are fortunate enough to hear this podcast and you are privy to information that other people may or may not have. But the good news for you is you can use it to your advantage to make yourself valuable 
in a relationship and in a marriage. And that's what you want. You want to stand out from the crowd simply um, by using maturity as one of the things that separates you from everybody else. It's like, um, let's say, lip gloss. Everybody's selling lip gloss. Everywhere you go, you can find lip gloss. What makes one lip gloss brand different from the other lip gloss brand? It's in the marketing, the advertising, and the packaging. It's the same thing with you. What makes you, woman of God, different from the other woman that has a vagina just like you do? It is the marketing, the advertising, and the packaging. You simply being you and working on you is what will separate you from everyone else. There's only one of you. You cannot be duplicated and you cannot be imitated. Period. So grab your grab your pen, grab your pencil, grab your, your notebook, whatever it is that you're going to use to write this stuff down. Because you want to begin to develop and use these things. Number one, the number one thing that brings you to a place of maturity is your mindset. Your mindset. You want to begin to shift the way that you think and the way that you perceive things, the way that you receive information, the way that you see things, the way that you hear things. You want to begin to shift all of that. Childhood traumas are the number one causes of things that cause people to stop growing. One of the examples that I like to use is high school. Remember when you tried to get into, um, be a part of the in crowd and you were rejected. The spirit of rejection sets in and then you get older, but you stopped growing right when the spirit of rejection had set in. And now you're uh, you know, blocking people on social media and getting mad if someone doesn't, you know, text you right back or call you right back or whatever the case may be. That is childish. And it is a sign that you hadn't dealt with rejection and you had not dealt with it. So you want to forgive the people or person who have rejected you. It could be your parents, your grandparents, your caretakers, your friends, a man, a woman, whoever it was that rejected you. You want to forgive them, not for them, but for yourself. And you want to let it go. I, I always say, don't let the devil win twice. He already got you. And your character when you stop growing. And so the person who has caused you this, <clears throat> excuse me, pain had moved on. You know, they, they're in a relationship and, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, they're doing. But you're, you're sitting there with your single self. And so the person doesn't even realize that, you know, they're part of the reason why you stop growing and they done moved on. Even if you were to go and say something to them, you know, they're going to say, oh, that's on you. 
So do what you need to do so that you can grow up. Number two, pay attention to the way that you speak, the way that you talk, the way that you pronounce and enunciate your words. If you're still using uh, childlike words, you want to begin to read more, even if it's just a newspaper on your cell phone. Pick up a book. Uh, read something that has nothing to do with social media and, and learn some new words. Use those words in your vocabulary. Listen to, you know, different newscasters, whatever it is that you need to do to change the way that you talk, you need to do that. And the way that you talk is an indication to someone else if you are childish or you're an adult. Number three, you want to begin to make better decisions when a crisis does arise. You want to begin to make better decisions on how you handle those tough moments. If you're one of those people that like to yell and scream and stomp around and hit below the belt and throw things in people's faces and you're tit for tat and you're petty, that's an indication to you that you are emotionally underdeveloped. And so you need to stop doing those things cold turkey and begin to make better decisions in the event that a crisis does happen. Now, there are some people who will do things and say things to press your buttons and get up under your skin and get a reaction out of you. You have to teach yourself to be more self-controlled. You are in control of yourself and yourself only. You cannot control what other people do and what other people say, but you can say, don't disrespect me because I did not disrespect you. You can be very stern with what you're saying. You don't have to yell and scream. You don't have to cuss. You don't have to be petty. You don't have to do any of that. Express yourself in a mature adult way without using cuss words, without going off into a tangent, without yelling and screaming. Number four, take care of your priorities first. Instead of doing the things that you want to do, do the things that you need to do. I saw people buying TVs and expensive Ugg boots instead of paying their rent. That's not an adult thing to do. You want to take care of your responsibilities before you do what you want to do and be thorough about it. Keep good notes. Keep good uh, records. When you pay things, you want to, um, you know, keep it. And what I like to do is any bill that I pay, I keep it for a year. And at the end of the year, I shred them because you never know what may come up. I even do that with my my rent receipts. I actually have um, the last 15 years that I've lived where I live worth of rent receipts. I kept them all. I keep them all. And what I do is because I have, um, I'm a notary public, I use my um, 
5-in-1 printer. And so I created a folder in my laptop and I scan my money order for my rent and I put it in the folder on my computer. So not only do I have it in my computer, but I also have a copy of it. So there's three different ways actually that I have uh, proof of my rent. I have it in my computer, I have a copy, and then I have the receipt. And the reason why I do that is because I rent from a private owner and they have a tendency of uh, going into the courtrooms and lying and saying, you know, this person didn't pay their rent. And um, I know that in the event something like that were to come up, I can prove what is being said is a lie. So you... Your rent is something that you really want to keep track of. Your information for your life insurance policy. Your information about your insurance. These type of things you want to be thorough about. This is a sign of maturity. Number five, you want to begin to change the way that you dress and dress a little more age appropriate. That don't mean you go outside looking like a senior citizen with your, with your elastic waistband jeans and <laughs> your Skechers sneakers. <laughs> I laugh because I work in... <laughs> an independent living facility and I see a lot of seniors with their cotton, you know, shirts and their jeans have the elastic around their waist and they always have on a pair of sketches. <laughs> you know, they dress for comfort. I ain't mad at them, but I'm just saying. The way that I like to dress is very um, feminine, classy, and elegant. I don't look at the Instagram models with their tight cotton dresses on and their heels and I say, oh, I want to dress like that. That's not me. I, I have my own sense of style and my own sense of fashion. And um, I look at a number of different uh, people to see what's current. I like to stay what's current on fashion. And so I'll look at the fashion shows and I'll look at what the women on um, the news is wearing. I look at, um, there's some people on YouTube that I watch, some women on YouTube that I watch. I, I find the way that they dress to be very elegant and classy, so I watch them. There's a woman, Tamron Hall. I really like the way that she dresses, and so I watch her. So there's a, a, a lot of different places that where I go to get my inspiration from. However, I do have my own style. I just watch them to stay up to date on the latest fashion trends. So if you want to dress like a thought, that's your business. There's some men who work in Fortune 500 companies who, who like women to wear heels and leggings. They like it. They may not bring you to, you know, their their corporate party, but they'll marry you if you have certain qualities. Oh, that's a, that's a podcast in itself, honey. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about 
<laughs> maturity. Number six, you don't want to be around people who are childish. If you are childish yourself, you will see that your circle is full of childish people. So you won't be able to get inspiration of what adulthood looks like and the things that they do, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they respond to problems. Like You won't be able to see those type of things when you're surrounded by childish people. What you're going to have to do is look, find some people who are mature and you're not you're not stupid. Like, I don't think that anybody is stupid. You can uh, have a conversation with someone or listen to someone talk and say, oh, this person is more mature than I am. This person is smart. You know, this person is poised. You can watch them. Everybody has Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. And you can just watch them if you yourself are childish. And you want to do that because you want to get out of immaturity and into maturity. The purpose is you want to prepare yourself. You want to prepare yourself to be a wife. And you don't want to be a childish wife. And the way that things are going with the dynamics of relationships today no one is marrying another person who is childish. And the reason for that is because they can't build their legacy or or materialize their visions, goals, dreams, and aspirations with a person who is childish. The only thing an adult will do with a child, like adult, is have sex. And that's it. So you don't want to get caught up in being used as wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or even you gentlemen. There's some women that use you guys as boy toys, you know, a little toy. The moment that woman gets ready to uh, be in a relationship, you know, you're cut off, you're blocked. And, and you know, she's not even going to tell you. Yeah, I, I know that you're childish and I can't build with you, so I just moved on and didn't even say anything to you. Like, nobody's nobody's going to do that. No one's going to look out for you. No one's going to help you. If it's not beneficial for someone to help you, they are not going to look out for you. People got to get something out of doing something. That's just how it is today. Even for some of you men who have a felony, there are... Women who will prey on you say, okay, I can't build what I want to build with this person, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he has perfected his bedroom skills and, you know, that's what I'm looking for. And so that's what I'll use him for. And um, if she just so happened, man of God, to find, to not find someone uh if she just so happens to not find the man that she really wanted, then you, you'll be around for a long time. But she most likely won't marry you. You'll just be there. So I'm just putting you up on game. But if that woman, man of God, even though you have a felony, if that woman meets the person that she really wants to be with, you're gone. I'm just putting you up one game. Whole nother podcast. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven. A sign of maturity is how you treat people. 
how you treat your children, how you treat your friends, how you treat your family members, how you treat complete strangers. You want to treat people the way that you have always wanted to be treated. I always say, so where you want to go. So where you want to go. So if you desire to be married, uh, do something for a married couple. I don't I have a friend who um, she's married and she has two children, but she doesn't have too many family members around close by. And uh, if I'm not busy and it's her wedding anniversary, what I like to do is take her children for the evening. Now I'll be sending them back home the next day. <laughs> but that's my way of sewing where I want to go. Another thing that I like to do to sew where I want to go, I find a charity. Doesn't matter what kind of charity it is. It could be at a hospital. It could be at a nursing home. It could be at the soup kitchen during Thanksgiving and I'm handing out food to other people. It could be donating um, some things, you know, for the children's clothing drive for Christmas presents, whatever it is. I believe that if you take care of God's people, God will take care of you. And so I definitely want God to take care of me and my husband in my marriage. So I sew where I want to go. Another thing that I like to do is teach women how to cook in particular because there are a lot of women who cannot make rice. And so the purpose of me teaching women how to cook is because I would like for food to always be in my house, whether it's natural food or it's spiritual food. And so I like to give women uh, tips and show them how to do certain things in the kitchen. I like to teach women in particular how to um, better themselves, how to be a girlfriend, how to be a mother, how to be a friend, how to be a wife, how to carry themselves, this sort of thing. And again, I do it so where I go is because I want to make sure that I am planting seeds so that God can bring those seeds right back into my home when I am married. It is the law of cause and effect. What you put out, you will get back. You just don't know what you're going to get back. But you know when you do good, you'll get good back. And just I, what I notice with God is I don't get it back when I want it. I get it back right at those moments that I need it. So that's my concept of so where you want to go. There's various different ways in which you can do that. So in my conclusion, again, this podcast is to bring you to a place of emotional maturity, mental maturity, spiritual maturity, and financial maturity. You want to begin to um, read your Bible, your Quran, whatever it is that you have. You want to begin to apply those things to yourself. 
whatever it is that you read. It's not for no reason at all. It is not a coincidence. That is something that you need to learn specifically for you. You want to be a good steward over your finances because God, before God can give you much, you have to do good with the little that you do have. You never want to go outside of your marriage to ask someone for something basic like you need a hundred dollars for groceries like that's ridiculous you guys should have money saved up in savings you should be able to borrow money from your life insurance policy if you need to you guys should have credit cards so that in the event that there is no cash you know that you can use your credit card to pay for whatever it basic needs it is that you have you don't want to make yourself or your spouse look crazy to family members and friends because they will ask questions whether they ask it to you or not things are going to pop up in their minds you want to shift how you think how you see things how you hear things how you receive information the way that you learn the way that you talk you want to change the way that you dress to be more age appropriate whatever you feel that your style is you want to do that just do it in a more mature way watch a couple of documentaries on on um you know princess diana whoever you want to watch um prince harry and his wife whatever the case may be you want to learn some etiquette there's books on etiquette there's youtube google is your friend and YouTube is your bay. You want to learn how to sit properly. You want to learn how to stand tall with your shoulders back. You want to learn a lot of different things to bring yourself to a place where you are able to handle being in a marriage or just being in a relationship. So that's my podcast for today. Again, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, go back and listen to the last two or three podcasts in your free time. I need you to catch up and keep up. Until next time, shalom.